welcome to the K-Hole. People are dying. This is a bonus episode about the Kardashian curse and the Kardashians' history with psychic mediums. Joining me is Nick Fiore. Your, uh, once again, armchair expert on the occult, esoteric, astrological, um, and in this case, all things curse-related um, and related to the Kardashians. I'm excited to be here again. <laughs> Long time no talk. So, the Kardashians actually have a long history with mediums. It's true. They've brought in John Edwards a couple of times. John Edwards, like, broke Kim's divorce, basically. He was like, let me get you in touch with your father. Your father thinks you should get a divorce. (laughs) And then Kim broke down crying. It's a famous screenshot. It's one of my favorite Kim crying shots, maybe. She's doing the, like, looking up and, like, dabbing her eye thing. She's not doing the ugly crying. Crying a lot. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And John Edwards, personally, one of my all-time favorite psychics. I think John Edwards uh, has really got something going for him. Uh, I think he is the real deal whatever that means to you, to me, to the world. Um, so anyways, uh, and yeah, I'm also kind of glad that uh, he got Kim out of that marriage. So a lot of reasons I have to like John Edwards. No kidding. It's worth noting that John Edwards did tell Kim that she would not get pregnant again after North. Kim did get pregnant, but I believe through IVF, or she was at least going through IVF at the time that she got pregnant. So I'm willing to give John Edwards that call based on semantics alone. Yeah. <laughs> but... Last season, they called in a different psychic, Tyler Henry, who now has a show on E. Bless. I think, yeah, I think uh, Tyler Henry is younger than myself. Tyler Henry is perhaps queerer than myself. And uh, he also is in L.A. as a psychic. And so in a lot of ways, Tyler Henry Henry, uh, Tyler Henry might be living my best life. So <laughs> who's to say? Tyler Henry's mom is just driving him to celebrity houses, <laughs> talking to dead people. <laughs> um, but but point being, they really brought in Tyler Henry as a backdoor pilot to his eventual E! show. They did the whole, like, how did you know that you had these powers? You know, run around. Um, and they called him in for that purpose. For that purpose, as a favor to Ryan Seacrest, even though they had John Edwards in their back pocket. So, in this episode, where they're exploring the idea of the Kardashian curse, they don't call in John Edwards. Instead, they call in Brett San Antonio, who has a five-star Yelp rating, and an unnamed woman who does tarot? Or, yeah, or some sort of, like, card practice. I don't think she's actually doing tarot because she never un like overturned like turns I, over the cards. Okay, I was thinking that those were turned over, but they were so worn and patinaed that you couldn't discern what they were on camera. That is possible. Also though, I'm pretty sure all of them have like the same corners though, uh when I was looking at it and uh, they, in a way that seems to suggest they might be like the backs of cards and or not tarot cards, mm-hmm. it is it is worth mentioning perhaps that tarot has a long and like deeply mysterious history. So like nobody really knows where tarot cards came from. People are like, oh, the France, like or French at this the one France. time. The France. <laughs> um, like the French started using them at this one time. Mm-hmm. Then there are no mm-hmm. records of them. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly people are like calling them tarot. Maybe it used to be a gambling game. Some people are like tarot cards came from Egypt. Um, 
that's a thought is how we feel about that. But um, so anyways, it's like it as a practice is kind of shrouded in mystery. But a lot of like Western European occult traditions have types of like card reading or like using cards often with pictorial images um, for divination. There are even a number of practices that use like your standard 52 playing cards for like divination. Mm -hmm. Um, I met a woman once who was very into doing that and it was interesting, complicated, like way more complicated Mm -hmm. than a lot of divinatory systems I've encountered, um, with like perhaps the exception of like the I Ching. Um, It's like very numerology based and there's a lot of planets and then she tried to explain to me something about the images and penises and vaginas and I was like, sure, I believe it, but um, the same woman also... um, offered me to do gabs with her before <laughs> giving me this explanatory process. Okay. So, you know, that was... Got it. A lot was going on, and my mind could only hold on to so much at once. Got it, got it. And you do do tarot. Yes, and I read tarot, yeah. You've never done my tarot, but... It's true. <laughs> After I get back from San Francisco. Yes. There'll be a big Facebook but and, yes. Anyway, yeah. So, tarot is a pretty mysterious practice, but you lay these cards down... And then they mean things, basically. Sure, yeah. Um, For all intents and purposes. And yeah, again, I don't quite know what that woman was doing, but I was here for it. (laughs) Like, I really liked her, so yeah. I mean, is the devil part of the major arcana, arcana? Yeah, so um, one of the cards of the... So um, in tarot, there are major arcana and minor arcana. Minor arcana are subdivided into four different suits, um, and then there are, like, court cards, um, and those are, uh, describe, like, scenes from more, like, everyday life, and, um, are also, the court cards are generally a good way to read, like, people in one's life, um, and the major arcana are kind of these big, like, spooky, more heavy-hitting magic things that, um, I once heard someone who's a tarot reader describe them as, like, they're, like, the weather, while other things are, like, scenes from your everyday life. Um, that's kind of an oversimplification, but I think it's a really great way to, like, understand it. Yeah. And, yeah, the devil is one of them. Um, the devil, also, like, death, which is a card, um are uh, typically not, like, literal representations, right? Like, if you are doing a tarot reading Mm -hmm. and you get the Mm -hmm. devil, it's Mm -hmm. like, oh, Satan is in your life. (laughs) Uh, It's like, wow, that would be, you know, that'd be be a lot. Uh, You have, like, a 1 in 53 chance that Satan's in your life. Or, like, whereas, um, and, like, you know, when you get death, it's not about, like, you dying or, like, someone (laughs) dying. So let's actually back up a second. Let's talk about Brett San Antonio. Yeah, Brett San Antonio. should not have agreed to appear on this show. Yeah, he wasn't ready, I don't think. <laughs> I, no. Like, whoever his personal assistant is didn't give him, like, a lowdown, I think, of what he was stepping into. He just seemed no. a little overwhelmed, but... He does have five stars on Yelp, and I've said that numerous times, but that is really impressive. Especially if he's in, like, the Beverly Hills area, you know? He has, like, 60-something reviews. You That's know. a lot. Yeah, right. He He's no slouch. But... You know, I'm thinking Scott's assistant Googled... Beverly Hills Psychic, found the first one with five Yelp stars. Hit him up. Yeah, and did not realize that Scott did not need a psychic medium. Yeah, I think that was the thing that was unclear. unclear. Um, To Brett San Antonio and Scott, I think, if we're being (laughs) honest, um, 
Yeah, I think signs of Brett's nervousness is uh, in the actual episode, he seems to be speaking at like five conversational <laughs> volumes above everyone else. And then there's a point where he switches from like psychic advice to like life coach advice, <laughs> um, which is like probably a good move in his profession. Um, but at the same time, Scott clearly was just like, yo, I like. I'm not here for life advice. I, like, need to know, am I cursed? <laughs> and they kind of have this weird, like, standstill between them. <laughs> yeah. Where Scott's just like, you are dismissed. And then Brett San Antonio is like, oh, uh, that's fine. Yeah, and Kylie and Tyga yeah. are there, which is... <laughs> I mean, it just, like, adds to, like, the surreal feeling you of it know, all. You know, they're just throwing cast members together. They've got the names in a hat, and Ryan Seacrest is just pulling them, like... It's just, like, who's next? Who's gonna hang out with Scott, because Courtney won't do it. Exactly. And, yeah, I mean, that's kind of how I feel about Scott, but, um, <laughs> yeah, his meeting with Brett San Antonio didn't go well. Um, Brett San Antonio didn't really have much opportunity to talk about like where his intuition comes from what exactly it is that he does yeah. you know um and so you know maybe he was just a bad psychic pairing his set of intuitive mm -hmm. skills were not for that circumstance right. whereas the other woman whose name we don't get she seemed like pretty ready to go oh yeah you know? like from she was, the start yeah from the start she like <laughs> They might have even been in her home, I think. They were entering into that other They are They're state. in her, like, office of some kind. Her, like, yeah. place where she... Performs. Yes. Romantic. And Kendall's there because she drew the short straw that day. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah I, which is, I think, funny. I think Kendall's commentary on the whole thing is actually really excellent. It's, like, prime <laughs> Kendall. Um, the yeah. most that she can offer the show right now. Honestly. Um... Yeah, I'm really here for her, though. She's, like, pretty no-nonsense. Um, you know, again, she's using these cards. Are they tarot cards? Maybe? Uh, she has a shit ton of cards out on the table by the end of that reading. Yeah, I was gonna say, if she was using tarot cards, like... She maybe had all of them out. Yeah, or at least, like, most of them. And for her to, like, reasonably come up with a, a comprehensive narrative that quickly is, like, insane. She's either, like, extraordinarily good what she's doing, or at some point she, like, says a word that I, or, like, she says one or two words that I think are, like, not English words, and, um, and, uh, it is possible, so a lot of, um, so this is not, I'm not an expert on this, so don't quote me here, but, um, I'm also pretty sure there are, like, several other, like, Eastern European card reading traditions, mm -hmm. some of them might belong mm -hmm. to people of Romani descent, that also might just be a thing that, like, historically, because of, like, the way Romanis are, it's just, like, attributed to them. Yeah, she says some word that, like, doesn't feel like an English word that maybe has, like, a slight, like, Slavic language origin feeling, um, so I'm almost inclined to say that she's, like, doing something else, and that, like, the way she's spreading mm -hmm. those cards seems indicative that she's operating in a different, different divinatory system. Yeah, that didn't look familiar yeah. to you, that layout. No, I mean, like, unless she was, like, doing a reading for, like, Scott's whole life. Like, I feel like if Scott was, like, I'm cursed, I'd be like, I got seven cards. <laughs> you know? um, that said, though, she does very quickly confirm that, like, there are a number of things that are obstacles that are blocking Scott, and then is just like, yup, you're definitely cursed. And gives, like, gives him a very specific curse remedy, too. Yeah. Do you have any experience with curse remedies? Um, uh, 
yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> so I do. The long story short is, yes, I've been cursed. Uh, yes, it was a powerful curse. Thank you for asking. Um, and so what I did is there was a whole week where I did a sequential series, like not a work week, like a week week, um, <laughs> a sequential series of... Um, different like morning uh like prayer type invocations i did an herbal bath each night i made seven entirely new sigils so sigils are things that do magic in the world they have to Mm -hmm. be charged you make them you know talk about them for a while but made seven new sigils i made them out of my blood and then i like put them on this special i put them in a special box i have a special box for all my sigils um and i like drew them in my room in blood um like all around the room uh and then i had this uh spooky magical spiritual and physically cleansing bear drum drum made out of bear skin like a drum with a bear on it um and i drummed in that each night after the the bathing so i i like really went the nine yards to mm-hmm. get rid of this curse um i guess since this curse is maybe more ambient that the woman seems to suggest scott has to get a rooster yes he has to wear all white yes and he must i guess just set the rooster free i i don't know if he says yeah, something to the rooster it would seem but, yeah otherwise just symbolic <laughs> Right. I mean, otherwise it seems like that could be a thing you'd do in one day. Like, go to the rooster store, put on your all-white outfit, white chacos, and then take the rooster and just throw him out of your backyard. I mean, I don't really know how one sets a rooster free, especially in L.A. I just, like... That doesn't seem safe. Yeah, I was gonna say, I don't know if that's ethical, but anyways, so ethics aside, Scott has to let a rooster free, and because he let the rooster free, the rooster will let him free, is what the woman says. And, like, TBH, I believe her. (laughs) Like, why the hell not? (laughs) Scott has to take a bath, which he doesn't want to do. An herbal bath, yeah. It has to be... And then and then yeah scott incorrectly is like oh i have to shower and then the woman like laughs and is like you have to shower and when i watched that i was like no he has to bathe like (laughs) he has to soak in the herbs like that's an important Uh, bath magic is like a whole field of magic it's really good i hate to plug this resource but it is a good one if you're on tumblr recreationalwitchcraft.tumblr.com they have a number of like good magical resources but particularly for bath magic I don't like the people who run it, but, like, it's a great resource. <laughs> Do you want to throw any other shade while we're... <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm apparently just here to throw shade today at other psychics, at Scott. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but anyway, in the end, Scott is like, maybe there's no curse, and I need to take responsibility for my actions, which is just what they do with Scott's storyline all the time. Which is also kind of what, um, what's his name? Something San Bernardino. (laughs) (laughs) San Antonio. San Antonio. Um, (laughs) different states entirely. (laughs) Yeah, Brett San Antonio, um, at one point is just like, there may be obstacles in your life, but you are the captain of your own (laughs) ship and scott's like i know and i have this weird moment when i watch that where i'm like okay no you don't scott (laughs) clearly empirically also in this present moment so like you're really bombing here brett san antonio but that is probably true in re scott like maybe he did pick up on something maybe psychically so honestly maybe brett's san antonio should have picked up on like the tragic orphan part of Scott's story? Yeah, I think that would have been... Played to Brett's strengths. 
for one. Exactly. Maybe provided him some closure that talking to Courtney did not. Clearly, and probably won't ever. Yeah. Did you, were you watching the show when they were covering the period after Scott's parents died? And he was like, I want to go to this healing retreat in Arizona that Courtney made him go to like two seasons previous when she was like, I don't think our relationship is strong enough or whatever. Um, he didn't want to go that time. And then his parents died. And then he was like, we should go do this. And then Courtney was just like, I'm not into this. Yeah, I do recall. I, I particularly because I was trying to be like, where are we going to get healed in Arizona? Like, I'm not sure. <laughs> If I needed to get healed, I would go to Arizona. There's some parts, maybe, but yeah. Yes. Yeah. It was wild. Yeah, he, I think that he, um, Brett, um, San Antonio, his name gets harder each time. <laughs> I can't believe he has such a high Yelp review. Um, that he could have just taken command of the situation and been like, here's what I'm getting for you, you know, and just like, told it to Scott, mm-hmm. but maybe his greeting with Tyga sort of threw him <laughs> off, because, like, he comes in, he's, like, being nice and introducing himself to everyone, and Scott's like, he's like, oh, hey, I'm Scott, he's like, Scott, nice to meet you, um, yeah, and then, uh, the same with, um, Kylie, Kylie. yeah, and then, and then he, like, goes to introduce himself to Tyga, and he's like, oh, hey, I'm Tyga, he's like, oh, Ty- Tyga, 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 nice to meet you, <laughs> Tyler, Tyga, um, and he's like, oh, nice to meet you, and, like, as they're about to, like, lo- like remove their hands from each other, Tyga's like, no, nah, but I bet you already knew that. And I was just like, so here's the deal, Tyga. You're just such a bad rapper <laughs> that, like, he doesn't. Um, nobody really liked Rack City. And so um, so this guy's like, wait, what? And I, I think he's sufficiently <laughs> off balance at that point. But... That's real. It's Tyga's shitty energy and honestly pedophilic vibes throwing him off. Yeah, and who can blame him? I mean, yeah. like, I think if... I were in a room and expected to perform magic for Scott, um, and Tyga was there, I would be like, I don't know, I just, there's too many bad vibes in this room, you know, I can't properly be the real, cipher for these real. spiritual mics right now. Yeah, maybe now that Tyga's out of this family, it's time for Brett San Antonio to be welcomed back for his backdoor e-pilot. Yes, and his redemption Hollywood story. medium too. <laughs> I think I think everybody in from the show would benefit from a little benefit from a little Brent. I keep wanting to say Brent, dude. It's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. Brentwood, hello. Um. Anyway, so do you think there's a Kardashian curse? Um. Are they onto something? So let's look at some empirics. Uh, Scott. And that whole situation, his relationship with the Kardashian women, uh, not great. Um, Lamar, not great. Rob Kardashian Sr., not great. Um, I mean, others too. Yeah, Tyga. Chris Humphreys. Chris Humphreys. I'm, I'm like, there are just a lot of faces going through my, I'm having a clairvoyant moment. (laughs) I have a lot of faces. Yeah, Chris Humphreys. Um, it's just to say, um, yeah, apparently men in general (laughs) might just not handle the Kardashian women. Um, I think part of that is a fame problem. Uh, Mm -hmm. that's the first thing I would say. I think that part of it is like a fame thing. Um, I don't understand anyone that could have a successful relationship with Chris, so, um, real. so, like, 
I don't think the problem is with men. I think it's a Chris problem. I think Chris is a great mom, but, like, yeah. yeah. Um, I also think that a lot of the names we've just mentioned are people who were drawn to the Kardashians in a time of crisis or, like, who didn't have good family relationships to begin with. Scott's an only child who has always had some kind of weird thing going on. Yeah, yeah. This whole Patrick Bateman vibe. Um, yeah, honestly. You know, Lamar's mother died when he was really young. His grandmother who raised him died shortly thereafter. Um, you know, his dad is addicted to drugs. Rob Sr., I do not have an answer for that. Yeah. I just think... Chris I think... Humphrey sucks as a person. Yeah, in general. Yeah, I don't like so... Chris Humphreys. Um, yeah, I think... I think actually... I'm... Um... And then Caitlin and Chris, right? I think we're functional for a very long time, right? Yeah. Um, so uh, that is a thing, as well as Rob Senior and yeah. Chris were functional yeah. for a while. So, so, and I and I think highly of both of them. Um, I think um, Rob Senior and Caitlin. So, right? I think there's something like. There, where they're like different than the other people we're talking about. Right. Um, I think at the end of the day, what it is is that the Kardashian women. Um, I do think like Tyler Henry. Yes. And um, maybe John Edwards said have like a lot of like intuition and like intensity about them. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's like very true, very powerful. I think they're like strong, powerful, intuitive women. I think that a lot of them are often looking for partners that can sort of like match them and like keep up with them. And uh, I think for people that aren't Chris, so like for any of the girls in the family, um, that's hard because their lives and their careers are kind of changing. They're sometimes they and other people are experiencing types of crisis. I feel like now, really, we're kind of coming into the second coming of the Kardashians, where mm-hmm. everybody's, like, firmly established their own kind of brand within the bigger brand. Right. Um, which I, like, am excited for, and seems to be why, like, Kim and Kanye at this point, like, seem to be, uh, yes. you know, like, a, a good partnership, right? Um, so, yeah, I don't think there's a Kardashian curse, right? I think it's just these are strong, independent, ambitious women who are connected and to the invisible world and are deeply intuitive, and it's hard to love someone like that. And it's even harder to love someone like that in the circumstances they're in. That's sort of my feeling. That's real. Yeah. Yeah. That's about it, really. I mean, like, also, like, curses have to come from somewhere, typically. Yeah. Right? Like, um, at some point in time... If there was going to be a curse that, like, was with the women of the Kardashian family for a long time, like, you'd have to go, like, a few generations back and be like, who conceivably could have cursed the Kardashians? Well, it would have had to come from Kris Jenner's side of the family. Right. Which isn't even the Kardashian side of the family. Right. Um, and, like, so that's, yeah, that's, like, a thing, I feel, um... And, like, a curse that lasts multiple generations, like, you gotta do some crazy shit. That's, like, throw yourself in a fire sort of curse, you know? You have to pay for that in a really big way. And I struggle to believe that that happened to anyone (laughs) on Chris's (laughs) side of the family, you know? So, yeah. Like, sometimes people... A friend of mine just innately believed for a long time that she was cursed. She was just always cursed. 
in this sort of like fate has cursed me away. Right. And I was just like, I hear that, but you are a Gemini sun moon in ascendant. Oh. Oh goodness. So like it isn't that there is a curse that is following you, it's just you have been fucked astrologically <laughs> in this world. You're a triple Gemini. And like that is okay. You will be okay. Your family is also quite wealthy, so in some sense you'll always be <laughs> you'll kind always of okay. You'll always be fine. Um but that's just hard, you know, so Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, is there any kind of psychic healing that you would recommend for Scott? Um, so Scott, well, number one, Scott needs to shave his beard because he looks like a weird Steve Carell. Number two needs sunscreen. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Number three, you can grow yucca plants in LA. (laughs) Like, you need to grow yucca to just get your own natural aloe. I'm sure he'd be into that and his weird, like, perennial, um, bougie-ness. But, um, yeah, so spiritual types of healing I'd recommend for Scott. Scott is a classic narcissist and therefore cannot be coached by other people, and so uh, I think bringing someone in to heal him, probably not successful. That woman with the rooster, I think that was cool that she did a thing, was like you had to do a ritual. I think she was really onto something for the bath magic. I think Scott could get into bath magic because his narcissistic self would be like, ooh, I feel so, like, exfoliated, refreshed, renewed, and, like, that would be cool, but, like, simultaneously would do some good for, like, his soul and his psyche. That's real. Um, Rarely do I ever tell people who are in, like, weird situations spiritually for them to like take up a sort of spiritual practice whether that is like a sort of returning to a faith they used to believe in or like them getting into tarot or like the occult or divination or other Mm -hmm. types of magic i rarely recommend that to people in general scott is like the reason why i don't like i just like (laughs) it seems like a bad idea um i'm big on like curative things, like bringing some more herbs in your life. Um, This is such a, like, classic cancer response, too, you know, where I'm just like, oh, something is wrong. Like, have you cleaned your house recently? Like, maybe do some different meal prep this week. Like, treat yourself or, like, get a bath bomb slash, like, make a bath bomb. Again, if you want uh, DIY tips on how to do that, recreationalwitchcraft.tumblr.com all of their bath magic stuff is there and it's great so I, I, that's probably why i tell scott it's a go to recreational witchcraft get into bath magic also start to see a therapist and consider going on some like mood stabilizing drugs these are all things i would offer <laughs> scott most of them aren't very magical the lexapro yeah yeah. Does miracles. well i think you're you're next up just sign up for that backdoor pilot program on e and I'm sure they'll call you down. Yeah, exactly. And you'll be on an episode. I think that I would really thrive meeting with the Kardashians, <laughs> number one. Uh, number two, I would love to meet Ryan Seacrest, <laughs> if only to observe close in person his supreme androidness. And uh, number three, I think I'm at three. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a television personality waiting to happen. So. <laughs> you really are. That's <laughs> <laughs> all the things I feel. Would you do tarot for them? What would your what would your gimmick be? Um I think I would start with some just like life coach, we're gonna talk about your life type things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I would have like a magic room constructed. Mm-hmm. 
particularly to my liking. It would be spooky as shit. Um, it would probably be made of, like, a lot of obsidian. <laughs> like, you walk in and there's just a terrific amount of obsidian in quartz and this monochrome crystal scene, you know. Uh, there's a lot of, like, incense or, like, things burning when you right, enter the room. Right. Not, like, burning, burning, but um, <laughs> it's on fire. You have to survive. And if you do, you've found yourself. Um, so it's there. Uh, I think some people I would do tarot. I think some people... I would just be willing to say we, like, are in this smoky magic rock room. Mm-hmm. And we just, like, perform some, like, deep meditation together. Like, we meditate, and then I just ask them, like, three or four meaningful questions that are, like, extremely <laughs> probative. How do you divide the family? Like, who would get what? Um... I'm loving this concept. Yeah, this is so, this is a pitch that I'm sending to E. Great, um, I'm ready. I'll be in California soon, E. Um, so, um, so this is tough, right? So, Kendall, um, I think I just ask her if she wants to go out. I don't think I do magic <laughs> with her. I'm I don't just, think she wants magic in her life. No, but I think she, I think she and I would get along well. I think we have a lot of compatibility. I looked at our star signs and, uh, or rather, our astrological charts. So, uh, Kendall and I maybe go to Nobu. Um, uh, Kylie, I, I do tarot for, and she gets, like, five cards from me. I don't do much magic for Kylie. I'm just like, you're such a hot mess, um, right now. Um, so I give her minimal spiritual engagement. Um, Kim and Kanye and I enter the magic room, and that's where we get deep into it. Like, like there's this smoke burning and Kim and Kanye and I just sit and like we all like hold hands and we do some like collective breathing and then I just like that's the point where I go to my own spiritual resources and spiritual guides and I'm like I need you to channel this shit through me right now because like I really need to say something meaningful to Kim and Kanye so that's I think I do that and I think that that is, like, a few probative questions and then a series of just, like, very unique affirmations that, like, they haven't yes. heard before. Okay. They're yeah. just deeply powerful. Yes. I'm like, that's the sort of healing I envision for them. Uh, Chloe and I... So, we do... I do a... Uh, yeah, Chris gets her own session, and I do the drum for Chris. Oh, oh, Chris would love that. Yeah, but I, like... The drumming I do for Chris is, like, me being, like... You need this. It's like a sort of a sort of authoritative healing. <laughs> Whereas the the stuff I do for um, Chloe is a drumming, but it's not an authoritative one. Like Chris, I think I go into her space. Chloe, she comes to my space, the mm-hmm. magic crystal room. Um, and then um, Courtney, I do a longer tarot reading for at okay. night. At a full moon, there are candles. All um, right, all right. You know, uh, did I hit everyone? Um, you could do Caitlyn. I would do something for Kate. I think Caitlyn too gets the um, in the room powerful, just spiritual affirmation thing that I do with <laughs> Kim and Kanye. I think I include Caitlyn in that. Yeah. Yeah, and I think yeah, I'm I think that's that. that's how the breakdown goes. <laughs> um, it's Scott's not invited. None of the kids come immediately but I'm willing to do stuff for them when they're older. 
Okay. It is North's birthday today. It, oh, it is. She is three. I remember when she was born. Same. <laughs> I'm a fucking weirdo. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Honestly, such a good thing. We talked about her birthday this time last year. Yeah, we did. Was Taylor still in her head? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Um. Yes, North. North's birthday. You know, I never want her to grow up, but at the same I time, know. I'm excited for her to grow up, so... Oh, my God. That's the vibe I'm on today. I feel that. She's getting more powerful every day. I feel it. Like, the more she becomes attuned to language and consciousness, I just get such strong um, emperor vibes from her. I feel that. I feel that. I really like that her parents are running with the, like she's northwest thing yeah like um there was that scene a couple of episodes ago maybe this was season 11 where something had happened like north was upset about something and then kim was like she's northwest she's gonna be fine i love that they're doing that and not being like she's gonna have a normal life we want everything to be as normal as possible i get why celebrities do that but she is not gonna be normal. Oh, there so, was oh no yeah. Hope. There's just everyone knows. Yeah, I too. Uh, I recently was watching The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Um, and there's a particular uh, episode. I think it's like an extra episode in like season three of the show, where um, one of the housewives is talking to her Sarah, her daughter named Portia. And her daughter is just like, I want to do acting lessons. But also, she, like, confides in her mother that she is afraid to say her name introducing herself to people because she thinks she will say it wrong. And her mom is just like, I just want her to have a normal life, like, with no anxiety, like, free from, like, all sorts of things. And I was just like, number one, everybody's got some anxiety. Like, number two, like... You gotta, you gotta be reasonable about your yeah. position in society. <laughs> and so um, I do appreciate that the Kardashian West family in particular is like, our kids are different. We are different. But also, yes. they're going to be fine. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. They're not like, oh, it's going to be so hard for her. Like, she will have her own challenges, but she's also already incredibly wealthy and well-connected. Yeah, it's totally not a problem. Yeah. She could just go to a small liberal arts college and curate an art scene in New York. Yeah. That could be her whole life. It won't be, because she's an empress, but it could be. Yeah. (laughs) At the very least. Yeah, exactly. All right, is there anything else we want to touch base on before we wrap this one up? Uh, No, I think that's about it. All right, well, Ryan Seacrest should hit us up. Absolutely. Um, set up that episode. We have an idea for an astrology dating show. I don't know if I'm yeah. forcing that on you. No, I'm there for that. I love it. <laughs> I love it so much. We'll save that for later. And uh, I'm Ashley Brandt. You can find me on Twitter at Ashley Brandt. I unlocked my Twitter account, so I'm back. <laughs> um, and yeah, once again, I'm Nick Fiore, guest on the show. Uh, projects forthcoming, uh, especially... Um, Ryan Seacrest uh, and I should be doing some great work together in the future. Um, I'm excited to get an email from him any day. My Twitter account is still locked, but I guarantee I'll let you follow me uh, at YoungRepublican, Y-U-N-G Republican with a K. No, I'm not a Republican. Um, And tweet me with any uh, spooky ideas you have (laughs) about anything. Um, As always, uh, please rate us on iTunes. Please subscribe. Please share this podcast 
with your friends. We have so much fun doing it, and we just want to bring more people into the fold. Absolutely. This has been the K-Hole. Don't be fucking rude.